Welcome to Holistic Human Performance Podcast. My name is Jenna Bradshaw, where we talk all things holistic health, wellness, spirituality, fitness, meditation, energetics, and so much more to help you become the healthiest version of yourself. Let's dive in. This is not medical advice. This is simply to help you on your journey through health, fitness, and wellness. I hope this helps. You can complement this with anything that you are doing currently in your life. Enjoy. Hey guys, Jenna here, and I am so excited to announce that the Holistic Human Performance Virtual Wellness Center is officially launched. Yep, that's right. We've officially launched. And this is like having a holistic health and energy coach in your back pocket. If you need a five-minute reset, okay, great. What do we have? You need breath work? Okay, great. You need a little bit of mobility flow, nutrition coaching? Great. You can access all of these on-demand videos and self-paced digital courses for a five-day free trial. That's right. I'm giving this to you guys for a five-day free trial so you can try it out see if you like it, see if it works for you, and see if it actually is conducive to your lifestyle and it helps you to create change. It is literally like having me in your back pocket. So again, I'm giving you this for a five-day free trial. Head on over to holistichumanperformance.co and get your free trial today. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Holistic Human Performance Podcast. I'm your host, Jenna Bradshaw, and today we have a special guest, Shannon Keating. And I'm really, it's really crazy how the universe works and brings people together. It just so happened that Shannon knew um, Quentin, who is the host of Curious and Candid. He's the host of that podcast show. He had me on, interviewed me, and then he made the connection between Shannon and I, and I reached out and we spoke on the phone and it was just, we clicked immediately. I was like, please have to have you come on. I think this would be such a great topic. So she is an entrepreneur. She deals with teens, young women, and she has her own podcast. She, I mean, goes into human design and I'm so excited to just take a deep dive into human design and all the things you offer because it is so amazing and welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Jenna. I'm excited to be here and dive on in with you. Yes. All right. So let's talk about how you even got into human design how, like what it even is and just kind of educate the listeners on kind of what that is and how you can navigate through. Because I believe personally that human design is one of the most, what like there, it's like a kept secret almost. Like you don't really ever hear about human design unless you come into contact with someone like yourself or another coach who actually does human design readings And it's just a combination of all these different theories and modalities. Um, And maybe you can go into a little bit of the history of human design. But anyways, I would love, you know, for you to take a deep dive into it and how you even got onto this journey. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Human design, I think, yeah, it's interesting because 
I think astrology is much more well-known and especially in the last few years, I feel like so many people have been leaning into astrology and learning about their charts and following the full moons and the new moons and the different seasons astrologically. So that's much more well-known human design. I feel has been around for a while. I mean, it's been around for years and years, but probably the last five years it's risen in popularity and probably like the last two years really risen in popularity and more and more people know about their human design chart. And the beautiful thing about human design is that it was actually information going back into the history. The information was channeled through this one individual. He goes by the name of like Ra Rahu mm-hmm. way back. He was in Ibiza and he went into a deep state of just trance and meditation for an entire week and channeled the entire information about the system, just writing and writing mm-hmm. and writing and writing and writing all of this information that's been captured in ancient and modern sciences for years and years. So human design contains astrology. It contains information from the I Ching, the Kabbalah, the chakra system. Although when we look at human design, there's actually nine chakras or energy centers, as opposed to the seven ones that we're used to. And then it also takes into consideration some science and it looks at these tiny little pockets of energy called neutrinos that are within the the stars, the atmosphere, the universe, and that are also contained within us. Because I know, as you know, everything is energy. We are energy. Everything we interact with has a certain frequency and vibration to it. Same goes with us. And so when we go into human design, outside of all of that, that I just shared, more practically speaking, it shows what's called your energetic DNA and or an authentic code to yourself. So Mm. it's showing, okay, how are you designed energetically? Because there's five different energy types. And so each of us being our own individual unit has a way that we as a whole like to interact with other people and with the universe, how we bring opportunities our way, how we feel more flowy, more easeful, how we feel more energized and energetic, how much rest we need, how we energize ourselves, et cetera. Then it'll show your decision-making, which I just find phenomenal. We could definitely dive into yours, which I'm, I feel you're very tuned into, Mm -hmm. but just getting the reconfirmation is really nice. But for everybody, there's like 12 different ways that people can make decisions. And I find so often, especially just When we get into this world of spirituality and personal growth, we listen to podcasts, we hear how other people did something, and then we try to apply it to ourselves. And we're thinking, okay, why is this not working for me? Mm. Why, when I, for example, make quick decisions, how come sometimes it's right? And sometimes it's so not right. But some people say like, you just have to make the decision now on the sales call or right now and figure it out and go to your gut or trust your intuition. But for some people, it doesn't work that way. Mm -hmm. And for some people, they don't actually go to their gut. Some people do go with their gut. And so again, there's eight to 12 different ways that people can make decisions that are aligned for them. And human design goes into, okay, this is your specific or specific. It's called your authority and, or your decision-making. And so when you really lean on that, that's like leaning on your intuition, that's leaning on what's correct for you. And that's helping you to know whether it's what to eat or what business to pursue, or whether or not to be in a certain relationship or whether or not Mm -hmm. to move somewhere, you can make these small and, and major decisions 
knowing, okay, if I follow this decision-making or this authority, I'm going to make the right decision for me every single time. So it shows you that, and then it'll show a number of different things, your biggest strengths, your biggest personality traits. It'll show different gifts you're meant to utilize within your life's purpose. It shows how your emotions function. It shows areas of weakness and challenge and how to actually overcome those. It can show areas where you're more sensitive to energy and empathic versus areas where you're meant to really project your own energy out into the world and beyond. It just, it shows a lot about you. And so I like using it as a tool to coach people in specific ways, because again, I can tell someone, this is what works for me. Or I can say, this is what works for me. And for you, this is most likely to work better. So you don't have to beat your head up against the wall or bang your head up against the wall, getting frustrated, trying to do it my way when we can look at your chart and I can help you actually do it your way. Mm, oh my gosh. So much to unpack there. <laughs> it's, it's, it's phenomenal. And I wish I knew about human design at an earlier age. Like when I was a teenager, like I wish I <clears throat> knew these things because so many people are disconnected from themselves and they don't even know what their non-negotiables are. They don't know what makes, what takes their energy, what gives them energy. They don't know their boundaries. Like they are so disconnected from that. So the fact that you can actually take a deep dive into things that you don't even know about yourself. And then you almost get like, Oh, you know, for example, when I was a teenager, I I'm going to be honest. I didn't really like school. I didn't like being told what to do. I didn't like that. I was so drained by the end of the school day, which totally makes sense. And I can't wait to get into like my chart, but, and, or like I, me needing to be like alone and not speak to anyone. And I just need to recharge for a moment. And like, you know, it, it's, I think when parents can, and this is where your specialty comes in when you deal with like teenage, young adults, um, young women, you know, when we learn these things, when we become parents, we can actually take note of our children and then say, oh, okay. Like I need to cater to Joe in this way and Susan in this way. So it's like these kinds of, I think it's super important for everyone to learn. And I, I love that. I love it when I see more and more people getting into it. I'm like, yes, like you're learning. This is great. So just out of curiosity, what even got you into this? Yeah. Yeah. Great question. And I, and I love what you're saying too, because I feel the same way. So many things about my teenage years just clicked in when I learned about my human design chart. Mm -hmm. I was like, Oh, it makes mm -hmm. sense why I had all those experiences and just things made so much more sense. So that is why I love I love teaching parents for their kids, but then also preteens and teens and young women, just, it's a really empowering thing when you learn this information about yourself at a younger age. So I'm glad you spoke to that. And then how I got into it, it was actually so funny because I originally, I was going through kind of the, the beginning stages of a breakup. Mm. And it was a really, it was, I say that this was one of the most difficult decisions I've ever made in my life was ending this last relationship. I'm like, yeah. if I was able to do that, I can really do anything. It was so heartbreaking for me, for him. It was just, it was a really tough thing to do. But when I was kind of in the stages of feeling like intuitively this relationship needs to end, but also this is my best friend. And how do I even navigate that? And I was just really distraught. 
I actually met one of our mutual friends for coffee and he brought it up. He goes, Shannon, have you heard of your human design? Cause I'm sharing all about how I feel like I need to end this relationship. And this is why, and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, I feel like this system would really help you. I think he'd be really into it. Let's look up your chart. Mm. And so we did. Yeah. We looked at my chart and I remember seeing all these things and looking at my incarnation cross and manifesting generator. And I just remember seeing all these things and whatnot. But then I look at my friend and I'm like, I don't even have the mental capacity to process or understand this right now. I am so <laughs> in heartbreak and confusion. So I'm not really actually interested in your little human design system. Thanks, but no thanks. But then it just kept coming back, you know, just like, like anything that is, is wanting to be looked at from us. And so it just kept kind of circling back. And then I remember maybe a whole year later listening about it, probably on a podcast. And then I was actually going to India for a month. And so what I did was I downloaded probably 20 episodes about human design for my flights. And I watched, started, you know, downloading some YouTube videos and whatnot. And so my flights to and from India, when I was in India, I just let it go. And I just was immersed in India, but on my flights to India and my flights back home to the United States from India, I was just taking in all of this human design information and writing notes and looking at my chart. And so when I came back to the United States, this was end of 2019, I, or 20 end of, no, yeah. End of 2019 before COVID I was like, okay, I've got to dive into the system. Like there is something to this. At that point I had pulled my chart. I'd pulled my best friend's chart. I'd pulled my family members charts and I was learning and looking at these things. And I was just like, Whoa, this is really creepy to be honest, how accurate this information is. Even just saying things about myself and asking my best friend for her feedback. She was like, that is you to a T And it just, you know, it was really cool. The more I was learning, the more just everything started to really make sense to me as far as my life and looking at these people close to me. So it's like, I've got to learn more about this for myself. So at that point, that's when I hired a business coach and she did a reading for me. And then she started to help me with my business, very specific to human design. So kind of running my business aligned with my chart, which honestly, to some extent I was already doing because we just, it's us, you know? So a lot of this stuff, or maybe 50% of it, you're already embodied with, but then maybe there's 50% of it because of conditioning or insecurities or fears you're not fully stepping into or owning about yourself. So I started to work with her for several months. And then she actually developed her own certification program. That was a year long certification program. She ran, I think a dozen women through the first round of it. And I was in the first round of it. And that just taught me so much. I mean, as far as like all the information, how to read charts, it was also very catered to coaching. Mm. So we did a lot of case studies around, okay, if a client comes and they have X, Y, and Z, we would do practice, you know, readings and coaching sessions and whatnot. So it was super robust. I learned a ton. And then after that, I was like, okay, I'm going to do readings now. And I'm going to always pull everybody's charts for as far as clients go. And even just in my personal life, I'm always when I meet people, I just, I had my Airbnb hosts last week mm. and my friends were making fun of me because I pulled his chart. We're like, chatting <laughs> his chart. like, of course, you know, your Airbnb host chart, Shannon, that's so you, but it's just fun. Like I just find it to be a really fun conversation starter. People like, you know, learning things about themselves. And I'm just of a very course. curious person. So yeah, that's kind of like how I got into it. 
Oh, I love that. And I love how that all happened and how you were literally binging the information on Mm -hmm. your flight. That is the best way. I feel like I would so do something like that. Yeah. You're like, okay, well, I'm about to go on vacation, but like, I also really want to learn this thing. (laughs) Why not? Kill two birds with one stone, right? That's awesome. So we obviously were talking about my human design chart and I really would love to kind of take a deep dive and be a case study for the listeners. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I have your chart. It's so funny because I have us right here and then I have your chart here. I love it. (laughs) And yeah, I was looking at, I was looking at your chart. I mean, I saw your chart because you gave it the information to me the other week. And so I'd Mm. already kind of scanned it, but I was just doing like a little bit of prep work. And Mm. so for you, how much do you know about your chart? Like you, you've kind of self-studied where are you at? self-studied? Okay, perfect. Yeah. Okay. So then for anyone listening and just for anyone listening also, as far as pulling up your chart, you need your exact birth time, your birth date and your birth location. And that information is really important. So oftentimes people have their birth location, birth date, but they don't have the time. If you can estimate the time, great. But if you can pull up your birth records and actually have the accurate time, that's ideal because all the information is generated based on, on that information. Mm. And for you, Jenna, you are. And so again, anyone listening, there's different elements of your chart. So I'm going to share kind of when we go into the most important aspects of someone's chart, it's going to be their energy type, their strategy, their authority, and then their profile. So energy type is again, looking at you are your own ball of energy. I'm my own ball of energy. This is how you, your energy, your aura functions. Mm. It's what, you know, this is your type and it's how, okay, how does it interact with the universe, with receiving opportunities, with other people, with just, again, like you said, with the school systems, your energy is going to need something different to my energy to stay healthy and energized and nourished. So that's your energy type. Your strategy is, okay, you've got this energy type. How do you work with the type? So if you have a car, how do you actually drive the car? What's the strategy here? And then the authority is your decision-making. So how do you make decisions that are correct for you? What's your decision-making that you can keep leaning into again and again and again for everything, small and big decisions to make sure you're aligned in your life, to trust yourself. And then the profile are these two complementary aspects of your personality. It's kind of how your human self operates. It's the, the archetypes that you most kind of show up as in the world. And especially when it comes to being a business owner, I mean, you're really aligned with your archetypes. We have the same ones, which is really cool, but it's really nice to see, okay, what are my archetypes? Cause it can really help me understand how do I show up in my roles as a leader or as an entrepreneur, or even as a friend, what are these archetypes that I'm constantly just as a human showing up as. So those are the more most important aspects. And then of course there's all these little details. So for you, Jenna, your energy type is a projector. As Duh. you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Your strategy is to, it's called to wait for the invitation. I like to say recognition and invitation. So to make sure you're feeling recognized and invited in energetically or verbally. And we'll talk about that for any projectors. That's all the projector strategy. And then your authority is what's called splenic, which is intuitive authority. And then profile is a three, five, 
which is known in human design lingo as the martyr heretic, but you can think of it as like the explorer, the experimenter and the global solutionist or the visionary leader is the five line. So when we go into type, so for anyone listening, there's five different types. I'm going to go into to Jenna specifically. And if you want to pull up your chart, you can kind of see and look at yours. I like to use mybodygraph.com. There's a lot of free, free places you can generate your chart. I like my body graph just because you can kind of click on different things, which is nice, but there's, I think Aaron Claire Jones has one. I think my human design is another one. There's a lot of different websites, but if you just Google free human design chart, you can figure it out, but I like my mm. body graph. So that's how I have your chart pulled up. And the first thing we always look at is your energy type as a projector. So again, five different energy types, there's generators, manifestors, manifesting generators, projectors, and reflectors. You are a projector, which as you referenced, projectors are one of the, I don't even like how they, I guess it's, they call it non-energy, but I would say non-sacral beings. So that means you have the, the sacral center open in your chart. And what that means is that projectors when it comes to your energy, your energy is not designed to go, 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 go the way that maybe a generator or a manifesting generator with that design or defined sacral can kind of move the energy and, and be at school or be in a social gathering or work all day and just really generate energy to work and to do. So the generator types, the generators and mangens me being one of them, we self-generate energy to work. We're the worker bees, we're the doers, the projectors. It's not to say that you don't do, and you can't mm. work and you can't do things like exercise and socialize and, and do work for your business. It's just, you don't have the consistency to go and go and go and work long hours the way that a generator might. So a projector is designed for efficiency. A projector wants to go maybe, you know, do a short and sweet and effective podcast episode and then dip out or see a few coaching clients and then dip out or work for an hour, be very efficient, get some things done and dip out and recharge. And so projectors are much more designed for this efficiency and not to just try to work a nine to five schedule or try to be at school all day and be around a bunch of people all day because it's the energy wants again, efficiency. So it could be something like I work two to six hours a day, depending on the day and I'm present and I'm efficient and I'm focused. And then I rest, I recharge. I do the things that fill my cup back up. That doesn't mean just, you have to lie around all day, but it could mean you go to the ocean, right? Or you go to a yoga class or you go read a book that you love, or you do a deep meditation, or you go journal, or maybe you go into the kitchen and you just flow and cook and have fun, but it's not the like generating that momentum to work and output because that burns a projector out. Literally <laughs> me to a T, to a T. I've always been that way too. Like, mm -hmm. And don't, there was a point in time where I was working long hours and yeah. this was when I was not an entrepreneur, my, my yeah. own business, right? I was working in a big box gym. I had to work certain hours, long hours, and then I would 
you know, obviously go to another job, do the whole thing. It was not working for me. And literally it was borderline burnout and Mm -hmm. I was getting like migraines. So I knew that like I needed to change the lifestyle and I needed to make my business around my specific lifetime, uh, my specific lifestyle. Yes. Yes. And and another good thing for you to note, because you have a defined spleen in your chart. Like I like to look at someone's whole chart. Mm. You've got your defined spleen, which again is your authority. The defined spleen is also the center of health and wellness. (laughs) So I love that you're just like, you know, like in this health and wellness space and the holism approach to things. But what will happen with someone with a defined spleen is when they're not listening to their intuition, Mm. they get big health symptoms. So for example, the migraines, that doesn't surprise me at all. I always see that with people define spleens, they'll get incredibly tired or all of a sudden they're really sick or they just, for example, they'll like keep getting sick and they're like, why is my immune system so off? And it's like, no, your immune system is actually great, but your immune system is directly tied to your intuition and you're not listening to your intuition. And so now your immune system is weak because you're not tuning in. But when someone with a defined spleen like yourself is very connected to their intuition, it automatically elevates their health and wellness and their immune system. So it doesn't surprise me that you're getting like health symptoms, right? When you're just not quite aligning to that intuition. That's incredible. Yes, that's absolutely (laughs) correct. And it also aligns with Chinese medicine too. So that's Mm. really cool. I didn't even know that. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then also, okay. So then next for a projector, what's also really good for you to know, and I can see, you know, and what I've seen of your work, you're, you're doing this projectors are old souls and their best roles. And this could take any way, shape or form, but they're, they feel best when they are guides or teachers or coaches, when they're overseeing either projects or they are overseeing other people and they're providing wisdom and guidance and perspective. Wow. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And obviously like I'm a coach. So that's, I've been a coach for so long too. So like none of this is, I mean, this is again, so cool guys, Mm -hmm. you need to, you need to get into your human design. Yeah. It was so funny. Cause I have a friend of mine, he's a projector and he just, he, cause he's just started to get into human design. So he texts me, he's like, as a projector, cause he wants, he's been just getting into the coaching space. He's like, mm-hmm. as a projector is, is coaching a good Avenue for me? And I was like, yes, yes. it's the Avenue for you. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I've been trying to tell you this. Yes. Your energy is very well set up because mm. projectors, what happens with your energy mm-hmm. is it zones in on what's in front of it. Mm. And it actually pulls that energy into kind of your energetic field to understand it. And you always have this more bird's eye perspective or old soul perspective, kind of outside looking in on the person or the situation in front of you. And so projectors, again, they have this kind of elevated perspective on what's going on. So I always find projectors are people who they read the room really well. They can sense the elephant in the room where they can sense the dynamics that are going on or sense the energy between people. They can sense if someone feels uncomfortable or if someone has, you know, gifts and skills and needs to just step up a little bit. And they can do this again for a room. They can do this for the individual. You can do this for a, a number of different ways, but it's always, you just see 
what needs alignment and you can Mm. see what's off, what's not off. You can see the skills, the gifts, and then you can share and offer your perspective up, which ends up being really valuable to the people or person in front of you. Because oftentimes, especially if you're say a generator or a manifesting generator, you're just in it. You're not, you're not standing away from it. Like a projector is you're kind of in the patterns or in the energy. You can't always see the way a projector can see things. They can really see things really clearly and then guide, advise, redirect to help people get more alignment within themselves and their lives. Wow. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I'm here for all of it. Yay. So that's a little bit more about projector. And of course there's, there's details, 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 but the next thing that's important to look at when it comes to being a projector is again, the strategy Mm. and strategy again, to wait for the invitation and, or I like much better is recognition and invitation. And it's really important because projectors can get tripped up about this and just be like, well, what I just have to sit around and just wait for people to invite me to do anything. Not at all. It's really important for projectors like you're doing where you, for example, just do it in like a business setting like you, it's like, okay, these are my offerings. This is what I'm all about. I'm going to put content up there. I'm going to have a website up. I'm going to make sure it's known to the world. And you're still learning and studying and following intuitively what lights you up and you're showing it so you can receive the invitations. But then where you're waiting is it's more of that kind of leaned back approach of just waiting until you make sure, again, you're recognized. So that means that the person in front of you or the people in front of you are seeing that you have value. They're seeing the value in you. They're recognizing you as an individual. They're recognizing that you have something to offer. They're, they're going to value it. That's mm. really important because again, a projector, you see everything you want to help. You want to share your opinion, but it's going to fall on deaf ears. If you're just like trying to tell people, but they're not actually energetically open. A hundred percent. One. And as it, And especially being in the industry that I'm in, I cannot force people Mm -mm. to get healthy. I can't Mm -mm. take their hand and be like, let's go. Like you have to do this. Just like you said. And again, I've always been like this. Mm -hmm. And I think it's also because the way that my parents kind of, I guess you could say trained (laughs) where, you know, what we do for a living, especially growing up in a family fitness business, we can't force people to train with us. We can't force people to eat. Right. It's just a matter of like, Hey, this is what I do. These are the things that I offer. If this is something that you feel is up your alley, vibe it out. And then let's talk. And that's just like my approach. And honestly, like I've, and that's probably why too, like when I worked in like a big box gym, they obviously sell, 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 mm-hmm. sell. I'm like, that's not natural to me. Like, and yeah. I always had a specific sales tactic in my own way. Like I never took what they were like, you need to do this. I'm like, that doesn't work for me. And I knew that too. So mm-hmm. I flipped the script and honestly, I rocked it out mm-hmm. and I, you know, I'm damn good at what I do. So definitely resonate with that. Yes. Yes. That's, that's, that's perfect. Cause that is projectors can feel exactly. You're like, this feels off to me. It doesn't feel authentic to me. And that's when I love human design. Cause you have to go back to like, what feels authentic because that's, that's where the opportunities are going to come in. And that's when opportunities are gonna be really aligned. And then a, like, as a projector, 
you're going to feel successful. You're going to feel seen. You're going to feel valued, heard. And then you actually get to do what you want to do, which is help people because Mm. they're open to it. Your energy is going where it needs to go. And then things are actually happening and you get validated in your gifts. So that's an important thing for a projector is to never like force upon someone or, or be pushy in sales or try to just even go out and like cold call would be really out of alignment for a projector. Yeah. Not my vibe. No, no, no. Whereas manifestors go for it, right. Or even manifesting generators go for it, but projectors don't go for it. It's going to, it's going to feel off to you. And, and then that's just going to, it's going to, then what's going to happen is because it feels off, people are not going to receive it. Well, they're not going to be open. You're not going to get the sales and you're going to be down on yourself Mm. when really you could just approach it in a different way and get Mm. the success you're looking for. So for projectors, yeah, it's all about recognition and then invitation. And so this could be for you, Jenna, and it sounds like you are super tuned into it, but it's just kind of projectors. You know, you walk into a party, for example, and you just sense who's open to you and your energy and you just go to those people. That's the best thing. And the best advice I always give for a projector is just like Mm. you read energy. If someone feels close to you, even the slightest bit, don't don't share with them. Don't go towards them. Just let them be because that's the universe saying that's not an aligned opportunity for you. Don't force it. Don't waste your energy on it. Because again, as a projector, you've got finite energy. You don't have all this energy in the world to be connecting with and supporting just about anybody. You need to make sure that energy is funneled towards the people that are meant for you. So again, Mm -hmm. for you, it's just always about, okay, do I feel recognized? Do I feel invited in either verbally and or energetically. And those are the places where, you know, you talk about being a client, you talk about your book, you connect, you, you collaborate for different offerings of whatnot is when I feel recognized. I feel there's an openness here to my perspective and my gifts. These are the people and the places that I'm going to leverage the opportunities for myself in. Mm. Yes. Love that. And then, and then when in doubt, and I say this to everybody, but especially for a projector, it's always, you know, cause people go to projectors a lot for guidance and advice. Cause you have good guidance and advice. You've got an old soul. You've got a good perspective. And when in doubt, you always just ask, Hey, are you open to what I have to offer? Like I, I can see, and I can feel and sense a lot of things, but you let me know, are you open to the truth here? Are you open to my perspective? Are you open to the guidance? Let them decide. And if they say yes, and you genuinely trust their yes, then share it. If they say yes, and you're like, mm, I still don't know if they're sure share a little bit, mm-hmm. but if they say no, or they're like, eh, don't even waste your breath because it's mm-hmm. not worth your energy. And there's going to be so many other people who are very open to what you have to say. And then even as a projector, like people, people will be drawn to your perspective on Instagram and your podcast, like, and you'll just feel that. And those are the people you always want to gravitate towards. Mm, yes. Your soulmate clients and community. Yes. Okay. And then, okay. The other thing being your authority, which I'm excited because I mean, I, I feel you're really aligned with this, but I just want to just explain it deeper. And then for anyone else who's listening, who has what's called a splenic authority. Mm. So this is Jenna it's, it's splenic and why your authority is splenic is because when we look at your chart, your defined what's called like an authority center. There's different centers where they could potentially be your authority. Your splenic center is defined. You've got an open emotional center. You've got an open sacral center, open heart defined spleen. So the spleen is your authority. 
And we go into the splenic center. So there's again, nine centers in your chart. They all have different themes to them. The spleen is the center that houses instincts, intuition, even that, like that fight or flight response, that kind of like, Ooh, kind of feelings, almost that primal kind of knowing and tune in, but mm. also health and wellness, immune system, well-being. So again, they're all kind of interconnected. When we go to your decision-making, your authority being your decisions, you always, for you, it's going into your intuition. It's going to, okay, intuitively, what is my intuition communicating? And for you, I feel, and I'm curious what your, what your, what you've had on your end do you just know things like you yeah. know how you know, but you just know, okay, yeah. that's, <laughs> that's what I kind of sense from like the gates in your spleen is like claircognizance, which is like, you just know. Yeah. So that's kind of how it's going to sound to you is you just know. And so things, it's going, yeah, sorry to cut you off, but <laughs> things, yes, that, so those are my intuitive gifts and like, I yeah. am an energetic healer and uh-huh. like spiritual teacher really. So you know, when I, it's just so funny how all of these things intertwine. Some people aren't open, can't go to them. Other people are open. I will go to you. But also like, as soon as I started tap, like I've always been very in tune with my intuition, but I never, like there were points where I didn't listen to my intuition. And when I started to be like, oh, like I actually have these like different gifts where I can utilize them and like things will just pop into my head and Mm -hmm. some people are like how did you know that and I'm like I don't even know (laughs) yeah yes yes so that's that's exactly it so it is it's that and it's 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 tricky you know with this whole intuitive space and getting people connected to their intuition because there isn't a logical like for me even with my last I mentioned that relationship I was like I can't tell you why I'm ending this like it's I just know it's not right And it's so confusing to a lot of people where they're like, but you two are great together and he treats you well. And there's been no like actual reason for you to end this relationship. Mm -hmm. Why are you just doing this? It's really confusing to like really lean in and trust that you just do know when your Mm -hmm. intuition, you have that kind of clear cognizance, you just know things and you have to trust them. So for you, that's a thousand percent how your intuition functions Mm -hmm. is you just know. And, and typically with the spleen, it's in the moment. So it's just moment to moment to moment, trying not to get caught up in the future too much, but just staying connected to the here and now moment. That's also very in your chart is just really being present and connected and just still and grounded in the present moment. You'll know everything you need to know. So whether it's again for yourself or you're doing an energy healing, it just comes through the present moment. So for you, it's like, if opportunities come, you'll just know if it's right or not. When you tune in intuitively, uh, foods, even you could be at a restaurant and you could be like, I don't know why, but I just like, I can't order the salmon or I need to order the salmon. It's very intuitive of just looking at a menu and being like, Ooh, that's what my body needs. Or just Mm -hmm. knowing, like, I just feel like I need more electrolytes right now. So it's very, very like, yeah, physically intuitive. And now I do do stuff like this. <laughs> no, I'm laughing because yesterday I just filmed content about mm-hmm. electrolytes and like an easy way. To... <laughs> okay. That's funny. Uh, yeah. Spot on. Yeah. So that's so cool. I know it's fun. So 
that's kind of how it'll work. And then when in doubt, right. When someone does have spleen, it, cause for you, you've, you've spent time and energy and effort really connecting mm. and you know, right. Even when like you do something and your intuition saying, otherwise, like you can see how, Oh, yep. That didn't work out or whatever it is. Yeah. But if anybody is having trouble, right. If you're spleenic and you want to connect deeper meditation time with your own self journaling, getting quiet is how you can connect and hear that splenic intuitive guidance. So if you're like, I feel unclear about this decision or this person get quiet on it, get in your own space and you'll either feel, or you'll hear, or you'll sense the answer, or you could pull, you know, an Oracle card and then bounce your intuition off of that Oracle card. But for splenic, it is about your own intuition. It's not what anyone else thinks. It's really tuning into you and your body. And again, stillness and silence is really helpful. Mm, mm, Love that. Love that. Super important information. Yeah. And then the last thing about your chart that I'll share for now, and I mean, we can always, you know, questions or whatnot, but out of like the most important things is your profile. Mm -hmm. And I think there's 12 yeah, there's 12 different profile combinations because there's six different numbers, one through six. Yours is again, the three, five, the martyr heretic or martyr being explorer, experimenter, five, a heretic being global solutionist or visionary leader, whatever mm. you resonate with most. The three lime. So again, these just, these work together. They're not like separate at all. They always work together. Mm. The three line that martyr experimenter is somebody who, you've got to learn through life experience. So life is your teacher. Experience is your teacher. You're not one to like read a manual and be like, okay, now I know how to do this. You've got to to try it for yourself. (laughs) So even like energy healing, it's like, okay, great. So maybe I learned the technique. Let me go practice, 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 practice. And even in the practice, you might find you're doing things differently. You're doing things in your unique way. You're, you're figuring it all out through the experience, writing a book. It's like, dive on in, write the book, figure, figure it out. It's all about just like, okay, I had this health challenge, for example. Okay. Now I'm going to have to figure it out and just be in the research and the trying things out and seeing what's going to work to heal my body. So Mm. it's all about that experience very quickly work, figuring out what doesn't work, not doing what doesn't work to start to lean towards what is going to work. And it's very much for yourself. And so you can help other people. So it's a trial and error experimentation kind of personality, jumping in, figuring things out, having failures, having successes again, quickly being like, that doesn't work. That doesn't work. That doesn't work. Calling out kind of what doesn't work and leaning towards what is working for yourself or others. And then teaching based on the experience and also being somebody who's very resilient and very, very people look up to a three line. Cause it's like, wow, she's not only, you know, she's she's walking the walk, you know, she's not just like talking about things. She's been through these challenging life experiences and she's overcome them. And now she's teaching based on real experience. It's powerful. It's not only just what, you know, it's what you've really experienced and explored for yourself. So that's the three line. Then the five line works together with the three line really beautifully. Again, that kind of global solutionist visionary leader, the five line is somebody who is very capable is very much the the leader archetype, the person who wants to help collectively humanity do things in a better way. Mm. So again, it's very much calling out like 
this is effed up. This is not working. This is outdated. We need to do more of this. This is where we're headed. Come follow me. Come along with me on the journey. Very collective, very community oriented, very humanitarian, very Mm. much here karmically to help people. The five line has a transpersonal karma, which means you fulfill your karma through your impact on other people. And if you're not helping others, you're like, what's the point? Like, what's the point of all of this? If I'm not actually helping other people, like the five line needs to help other people and needs to see an impact and like a helpfulness towards humanity. So that's the five line. What's important about the five line is you come across as very capable, very much like, oh, she's got her stuff together. She can, she can help us out. What's so important though, with a five line is it can be very magnetic and seductive and appealing. However, people hold five lines. Well, you as a five line will hold yourself to very high standards. Other people can hold you to high standards. And what's interesting with this five line is when you make a mistake, people can like all of a sudden kind of, you drop down from a pedestal almost. And it's like, whoa, I'm a human too. Like just because I'm capable and I've got these solutions and I'm a leader doesn't mean that I'm also not a human. So it's Mm. also really important at the five line to be just very authentic, to make sure you have people behind the scenes where you can be really messy with and human with, because there is this need when it comes to like the outside world to just always kind of like be put together, help other people have it figured out. And so it's just really, again, important that you're just letting yourself be all of you with like not everybody, but really important people in your life, if that makes sense. Because oh, yeah. it can just be almost this like projection on a five line of like, oh, you went from the savior to like, all of a sudden you're a human. What? You're not allowed to be a human. You're like, mm. I'm just like anybody else. I am allowed to be a human. Like, I don't always have to be perfect and helpful and, and this type of way. I have flaws too. So that's just something to be mindful of with the five line. Cause I can see it sometimes if people put big expectations on people with this, like five kind of heretic energy. Mm, that's really good to know. Yeah. And I, I can resonate with that most definitely. I actually, like the first thing that came up for me was actually sports oh. and I competed collegiately track and field yeah. and I was really good throwing the javelin and everything I would get performance anxiety because it was this expectation of like you need to hit this standard you're supporting this role and you know it like I definitely like one moment it was a state championship meet and I choked I totally choked I fouled on all three throws and I like had to be alone to like sob because I was mm-hmm. so upset and again, if I had known, I feel like, because I didn't know like meditation tools, like I didn't have that in my toolbox at the time, but it's just interesting. You're saying that. And that's the first memory that came up for me. Yeah. Yeah. So especially if you are an athlete or someone who has like this very high role, it's really key to have, especially as a projector Mm -hmm. in a five line, having these, um, like what you just said, like be messy with your friends and like your support team, like behind the scenes, it's almost like, and because I, you know, you podcast as well, you're like seen, it's like, I have this and not to say I'm any different. Right. But like, I have this persona when I'm being seen on screen. Right. And then I'm like, okay, everything's off. I'm like Mm -hmm. going out with the girls and like, that's it. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Uh, 
that's, that's so that that's very, that that is just how it happens. And it's not, it's not inauthentic in any way, shape or form. It's just more, there's the kind of this knowing like, okay, I, I show up in this leadership energy, but it doesn't mean you're meant to show up in it all the time because then you wouldn't right. have friends. Right. You know, you know like people right. want to hang out with you if you're always like that. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, it's something to be mindful of. And the, the only other thing that I wanted to share about your chart really quick, which yeah. I know, you know, this, but it's mm. just, it's just a nice thing to know. And, and it's something that I really love about human design. Cause I do a lot with like, uh, emotions and mental health. Oh, okay. Is cool. Your, yeah. Your emotional center, which is also called this, the solar plexus center is open. And that means that energetically you empath and amplify the emotions of people around you. Mm. So you are an emotional empath. And so when any center is open, it means you, you take in and absorb and amplify the energy of the environment and the people around you. Mm. So when you have that emotional center open, it means that depending on how for example, you could go into a coffee shop and if it has good vibes, you're like, okay, cool. This is good vibes. I like the energy. We're good. But then there could be someone who walks in the coffee shop and like yells at the barista and you're like, whoa, that was intense. Now I feel that energy in my body. Mm. Or if you're with a client and they're like super sad, you could really feel that sadness with them. So it's somebody who like feels things with people. And of course, like energetic barriers and practices are really important. But what's even more important is just knowing, okay, I'm designed to be open in this way. Not everything I feel is actually my own. Mm. And so when I go about the world and when I'm in different settings, like the gym or the coffee shop, or even the movies, I might be amplifying the emotional energy of my girlfriends or of the people on the movie screen or of whatever's happening around me. And just knowing, okay, if you ever feel like something isn't yours, you can always again, tune in. Is this mine? And you'll, your intuition will tell you if it's not, okay, I'm clearing, I'm returning that back, you know, however you want to do that energetically, or if it is yours, then of course you, you feel in your process, but that's a really important thing for anyone with that open emotional center is okay. You're an empath. You're going to feel other people's stuff and just always discerning what's mm. mine, what's not mine, because emotionally, you are designed to be a little bit more even keeled and neutral day to day, but other people aren't. So depending on who you're around, you can really pick up their emotions. And then that can feel overwhelming to somebody who's an empath who just doesn't have the awareness of it, which I feel like you do, but I do, (laughs) I do, but I had to learn, uh, through other mentors who are also spiritual teachers and healers. And again, it's like, and that's probably why I did not like school that much because I was just absorbing everybody's energy. And I'm like, you know, I'm like a teenager, even younger, like in middle school, actually Mm. I was getting them from the time I was like a toddler, but the, the migraines, it was like absorbing all this other energy. And I learned from uh, this woman named Pat Longo. She is like the Madame Mm. to mediums. And, you know, I learned this really amazing uh, tip and from other mentors too, but basically like surrounding yourself and, you know, white light, God's white light, grounding Mm -hmm. yourself and then shielding your heart chakra, your solar plexus chakra. Yes. Okay. Love that. That is so surround ground shield. And it is a game changer, especially for people who are either projectors or just these empath 
um, energetic sponges where you're like bringing in other people's energies. It's very, very, very important as Shannon was saying to practice discernment with other energies, like what's yours and what's not, and Mm -hmm. then practice energetic cleansing, clearing and protecting. It's super, super important and grounding to do those things on a daily basis, not just like one time a week, like every single day. Like I do that practice specifically when I wake up in the morning and before I go to bed, because I know you don't want to bring it with you into your home. You don't want it. And that's, you know, it also affects your mental health, your emotional health and your physical health. Yes. Yes. Okay. I, I, I mean, I knew you did this stuff, but I think it's just really important to speak to because it's constantly, I think of it as just like brushing our teeth. Yes. Like we, we have all of these habits of like brush your teeth and shower and wash your hands. I'm like, yeah, but you also have to cleanse your energy and, mm-hmm. and take care of your energetic hygiene. So I love that. I do it every morning and evening as well. Have to. And it's something for the, for the teen girls I work with too. I have like this short and sweet three minute meditation. I'll give them Beautiful. to help them in, have a practice because it is important just to be like, okay, let me, yeah, just be in my energy like you said, come up with some type of shielding or clearing practice. So when you interact with others, it just feels just healthier for your nervous system. Oh my gosh. When I learned these tools, it was a game changer with my health. Like I wasn't getting migraines or headaches anymore. I was actually like, I'm, I'm not really an anxious person, kind of like what you said, that even keeled like energy, but again, it's a matter of practicing that discernment. And also I wasn't really like, I was tapped into my intuition, but I didn't utilize it. I didn't understand it. I was like, wait, what's this? What is the intuition? What's this? And once you start to figure this out, it's a game changer in Mm -hmm. every single aspect of your life. And then, you know, toxic relationships fall off your new opportunities, new doors open up and you just learn and, Mm -hmm. and you can make better decisions. Like, you know, we're here doing our podcast and we're teaching like, Hey, these are the mistakes that we made. Like you don't have to do the same thing. You can uh, basically avoid this and get to your goal and your intention, whatever it is quicker. Yes, absolutely. For me, before I learned this, it was just it was honestly only about two years ago that I really started to do kind of the, I do like the bubble practice, very similar to what you're sharing in yep. my own way. But prior I was just, cause I, I just want to help everyone too. And I was not having boundaries and discernment about who I was. And then I would just get like, all of a sudden I'd interact with somebody and that my energy would just be totally off. I'd be exhausted. I'd feel all over the place. Like what just happened? Yeah. Like I was totally fine. And I talked to this person for 20 minutes and now I'm so not fine. I'm yawning. I feel off. I feel weird. And so this practice, it really helped. Like you're saying my energy, my health, my discernment, my boundaries around. Yeah. What's mine. What's other people's and on a date on a regular basis, like what energy am I available for versus not available for it really helps you have more of that discernment. Yeah. And the other thing that's cool too, with energy, like for example, before we hopped on this podcast, like I know we spoke on the phone and we had a great conversation, but like legitimately an hour before I was like, Ooh, podcast time. Like I was immediately energized because I knew this would be such an amazing conversation. Like I'm so happy we connected and we met and 
that's the other thing. You can tap into specific energies where it's like, oh, I can amplify my health. Oh, I can amplify my energy. I can, it's good to feel good. Like you don't need to feel tired and lethargic every single day. That's actually not normal. Yes. Or need like a ton of coffee or right. Whatever it happens to be. Right. Exactly. So Shannon, tell us a little bit about your business. Cause I would love to hear and learn more about it. And also for the listeners, this is really important also for young teenage girls to soak this information in, like learn about it. Yeah. Thanks for asking. So I'll just share a little bit because human design wise, I'm a manifesting generator. Okay. And that is somebody who has multiple things going on. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Multi-passionate, lots, few different things, not lots, but definitely likes to have my energy in different buckets. So Mm. as far as my business goes, I have my podcast right Right now. I've been taking a little bit of a break from it, but it's, it's called unmasked and open hearted. And I've just been doing episodes every other week just releasing the interviews I had batched. And then I want to really dive into solo episodes in the fall, but I do love podcasting. And so that's just a fun way to teach and connect and share life experiences and talk about different topics. But then coaching wise, I, I work individually with girls from 11 years old up to 18 years old. And so it's preteen teen coaching, middle school and high school ages, primarily And we're working on first and foremost, their relationship with themselves. And so what they tell themselves, their, their thoughts, their sifting through their inner critic, their self-judgment, their shame, their worries, their fears, their doubts, their anxieties. It's all about me providing them a safe space outside of friends and family. So oftentimes more traditionally, you might see a school counselor or a therapist. I'm very similar role. It's just, Mm. I approach things much more from a holistic life coach type of perspective. So we talk about self-care. I bring in human design. I bring in meditation, sometimes different like hypnotherapy practices, and it's very holistic in nature, but it is just giving them a safe professional space. Somebody they look can look up to somebody they can confide in, open up to outside of family and friends. And so we work on the relationship with themselves and self-love. I work on body image and relationship to food. We work on mental health and emotional wellness, and then we work on relationships. So whether they're struggling in their family dynamics or a lot of times friendships, there's a lot of friend drama or insecurities, dating dynamics. And so we're working on helping them to set boundaries, to communicate well, and just to have thriving relationships. So that's my specialty is holding space for our younger generation And then I also work with adult women and I do human design readings. I do intuitive readings. I have different coaching programs, kind of group offerings for adults. And then I also just recently founded a company, Babes Rising, that focuses on women 18 to 24. So that's college and post-college. But that's where we basically have built out a platform where they can get connected to coaches, resources, workshops that I lead. And that's, again, the spaces of self-love, body image, relationships, emotions, self-trust, intuition, human design, and it's educating and empowering them. But then again, making sure they're connected to a coach that they can see every month or every week to just support themselves. So I'm just a big fan of having a coach, having a mentor, giving our younger generation positive role models, but then also bringing them holistic alternative, but very effective tools to love and support themselves. 
I love everything about that (laughs) because at the end of the day, like I wish that I had, and not to say that I didn't have mentors. I had great mentors and coaches, Yeah, but you know, it's a little bit different when you're going to see like a guidance counselor or something like that. Like what you do is very specific and you're incorporating tools of the energy work that is like, Mm -hmm. and a holistic approach that is so needed today. Kudos to you, girl. I love it. (laughs) Thanks. Thanks so much. Are there any words of wisdom you would like to leave the listeners as we wrap up? Ooh, I love that question. I mean, I I think the the biggest thing is I actually want to, I want to share something that I'm always talking about comparison Yeah, and just helping people to not compare so much or to have tools to overcome comparison. And that's, that's one reason why I love human design is because it shows you who you are. And then you can really focus on you, right. And being you and loving you and embodying you. And you can let go of the comparison to other people because you're just focused on how can I be the most aligned, authentic express version of me. But then recently, actually my Airbnb host who I read his human design chart last (laughs) week, he shared with me, cause we were talking about comparison. And I just want to pass this along because it's, it's just been marinating a lot for me is that when we do compare ourselves, we automatically start to live our lives for that person Mm. instead of for ourselves. And it was just a piece of wisdom that I was like, Ooh, I really want to work with this, this nugget, because it's so true. As soon as you compare yourself, you get out of yourself and you automatically focus on that person. What's good about them. What's amazing about them, how you're not enough in comparison to them. And you start literally morphing and shifting your thoughts and who you are to live your life for somebody who's not you. So I think constantly, again, whether it's human design or astrology or journaling or whatever can get you can yoga, right? Whatever can get you connected to you, just keep tone or zoning in on you, who you are authentically being the best version of you. And just remember you're here to live life as you and for you, and you get to do that as well. So that's just the last thing I I'd love to pass along. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much for that gem. Yeah. So Shannon, where can people find you? Yes. Okay. So I mean, website, shannonkeating.com, Instagram at Shannon Keating, babes rising is babesrising.co. Instagram's at babes underscore rising, but you can find everything. You know, if you find me on Instagram at Shannon Keating with the links and all that kind of stuff, it's easy to find me and then podcast unmasked and open-hearted. But I would say if you find me on Instagram, message me or connect to my links, then you'll be good to go. Perfect. Thank you so, so much for coming on and doing that reading. I absolutely loved it and appreciate you for doing that. You're welcome. I do. I want to share and you can put this in the yes. show notes. I, I create a little coupon code oh, for perfect. you. Yeah. For you and your audience specifically. So I was just pulling it up, but basically just to make sure I have it correctly. And this is for human design readings. So this is any human design reading. I do individuals or families or couples. And so you can kind of peruse through my website if you want to get your chart read after this. And the code is holistic human. So that can be caps or not caps, but holistic human for Jenna's audience. And it is $20 off. Thank you so much. Yeah, $20 off whatever reading you want, holistic human. And that won't expire. So whenever you listen to this, you can use it. Guys, I would definitely... (laughs) take advantage of that. I'm going to put that in the show notes for anyone who's interested. And I think that, you know, human design is just 
this kind of kept secret that we need to like open up and speak more about. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, guys, if you like this episode, like, share, subscribe, and I'll see you in the next one. Bye.